Well, good evening, church. Why don't we just rise and begin to worship as we enter the presence of our God. Thank you, God, for letting us be here tonight. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. Signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still, the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. Yeah, my praise belongs to you forever. And it's because of him we say, This is my testimony from death to life. Cause Chris rewrote my story I'll testify By Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified This is my testimony Come on This is my testimony Together sons and daughters Blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Yes, our God will finish what He started. Oh, this is my testimony from death to life. Because grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Come on, if you're alive today, he still has a plan for your life. Let's sing that. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, come on, declare. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. You're not done today. Greater things are still to come. Oh, I believe. If I'm not dead, that you're not done. Greater things are still to come, oh, I believe. Come on, sing it today. This is my testimony from there to life. There you go, sing it. Because grace rewrote my story, I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony, oh, I'm alive. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause Chris rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Come on, we give thanks to Jesus Christ. 
with his blood. He is our testimony. Give him a shout of praise tonight. Amen, amen. Come on. Amen. That is our testimony. Thank you, Lord. We'll continue to worship his name. Amen, church. Thank you, Lord. Let's give him glory tonight with our worship. Because I count all one thing. The same God never fails. It won't fail me now. It won't fail me now. When the waiting the same God was never late. It's working all things out. You're working all things out. Come on. Yes, I will.
Just in wonder, you reign 
Come on and give him praise tonight. Yeah. Will you bow your head with me tonight, church? Father, we just uh, thank you that we get to be in this place with you. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be in this moment of worship with you, Heavenly Father. Lord, it's amazing, Lord, that uh, we sing this out, Lord, to the glory of your name, Lord, because you're all deserving of it, Lord. Lord, there is no one higher, no one greater than you, Lord. Your church is spoken tonight, Lord. We lift our voices, Lord, in surrender to you, Lord, but, Lord, with full authority that you have given us, Lord. To say, Lord, there is no one higher, no one greater than you, Lord. Let them come from the east, north, south, and west, Lord, to know that there is no one greater than you, Lord. Give us that power, Lord. Give us that strength that we need tonight, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this time of worship, Lord. And now, Lord, let us devote our time, Lord, to your spoken word, Lord. We pray in Christ's name, Lord. Amen. Church, why don't we just uh, pray God for you. Amen. Hey, church, uh, will you just uh, welcome one another tonight in this time of worship? Amen. Y'all getting loud during time of worship. Amen. Let the church arise. Amen. Thank you, church. As we uh, just, uh, what a beautiful time of worship. We want to thank you as Pastor uh, has will be continuing his, his sermon series tonight on living without regrets. But before we get started with that, just a few announcements. Um, church, not this coming Friday, but the next, we have an opportunity for uh, volunteers. A lot of you, uh, we get a lot of phone calls during the week. And of course, when we're kind of in round, hey, we're going to help, we're going to help. And uh, here's a great opportunity for those of you to help. I think it'd be a great, great fit for, for those who, um, who are looking for, especially you golfers, if you look. Golf, uh, New Beginnings is sponsoring, uh, is teaming up with the Dream Center of Albuquerque, and we are one of the sponsors for their fundraising golf tournament, and they're needing some uh, volunteers. So if you would like to volunteer on April the 1st, that is not this Friday, but the coming Friday, we need volunteers, and if you wouldn't mind signing up, you can go online, or you can just kind of catch us in between, and we'll give you, we can help you do that, our Connection desk right outside, right in front of the baptistry. We can help you do that as well. But if you go online, if you go on the app as well, we can help you or you can sign up to volunteer. But we need about 17 to 20 volunteers. Um, and so just know you're going to be outdoors. You're going to be signing people up. So if you have some limitations, you might want to watch out for those. But 
make sure that uh, if you if you're wanting to get involved, man, we would love for you to, to help us um, with the partnership that we have with the New Mexico Dream Center. Again, you can register by going to nbcabq.com forward slash events, or you can register via our app. Okay, and of course, this Friday night is uh, our parents' night out. So if you have not yet made plans for that, I know we keep driving that every time we're here, but it, I think it's important for us parents to get out. Um, and so if you have young children that you would like babysitting for, free babysitting, free babysitting for, free babysitting for, we would love to provide that for you. Um, and of course, it is free babysitting that night, uh, and it's going to be in our NBC uh, Children's Wing from 5.30 to 9, uh, and we would love to, to um, host your children till just 9, though. Don't try to drop them off at 8.30 and go to 9 o'clock show, all right? Uh, but from 5.30 to 9, we would love for you to make plans and, and spend some time together. Uh, don't forget that Sisterhood is also going to be doing their picnic. It is this Saturday the 26th? And that's going to be at Pastor Sonia's Secret Sanctuary, and that's going to be from 11 to 12.30. So, ladies, 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 invite your friends, invite your friends, invite your friends to that, because it's also uh, an amazing, amazing time. Make sure to dress accordingly for the weather, so you might, want to, you might want to check that weather app. Also, because of the weather, you might want to take shorts, a jacket, some pants, an umbrella, some skis, maybe some snow boots, some snowshoes. A, a rain jacket, you just never know. Just always be ready. <laughs> you just never know. Hey guys, Sunday, baptism Sunday. Can we get a celebratory uh, praise offering? Because Sunday is baptism Sunday. Last time we were able to baptize 17 of our brothers and our sisters. And that was just amazing um, to to. To see people just blossom in their faith, and they're they're walking in faith, and they're they're continuing that with, of course, you know some of the adult education courses. But if you have not yet uh, been baptized, I would invite you to truly prayerfully consider to get baptized. If you if you have accepted the Lord as your as your Savior, Jesus as your Savior, and you have not been baptized yet, I would say please, please, please prayerfully consider. Uh, baptism. I would I would love for you to do that. It's going to be this Sunday, immediately following our third service. Registration, of course, is available through our website and the app as well. Okay, uh, church. Um, again, Pastor Richard is going to be continuing his sermon series tonight on living without regrets. Uh, and so, with that being said, um, Pastor Richard, why don't you uh, come up and take the pulpit, my brother? That was all the announcements, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. It's always a joy, Michael. Thank you. Hey, guys, would you uh, be so kind to just join me and uh, singing to Pastor Chuck? It, it was his birthday yesterday. So stand up, Pastor Chuck. Happy birthday, Pastor Chuck. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. So if any of you want to go up to him and give him a big birthday hug and maybe even slip a little something in his hand for him to go get a lot of burger with green chili, double cheese, double meat, man, that would be perfect. 
And uh, who knows, he might even share with his wife, Rhonda. <laughs> Guys, uh, it's been one of those days, Pastor Mike was saying, you better be prepared for the weather. Uh, this Saturday, it's supposed to be 71 degrees. So you ladies are supposed to have an amazing day out there. But, hey, this is supposed to be spring, and we had three inches of snow today, so go figure. Uh, God is doing some amazing things in lives. I just came back from Thoreau, New Mexico. Oh, youth, yes, be dismissed, youth. Sorry, to, I forgot to dismiss you, youth. Any of you that are in here 6th grade through 12th grade, uh, please be dismissed with the youth. They, they have an amazing time of growing in the Lord and encouraging one another. Uh, I just came back from Thoreau, or Thoreau, that's the way I pronounce it, New Mexico. Uh, first I went from here to uh, Grants and performed a funeral, and then we drove out to Thoreau for the burial. And this was a young man, a 47-year-old man. And I was talking to one of his uncles, and he was saying, you know, Pastor, you said some things that really stirred up my heart. He goes, because I've already lost two children, and I've lost them to drinking. And it seems to be a curse among my people, he said. He's a native. And he said, Pastor, it breaks my heart, and you said some things to make sure that we don't live without, you know, without regret. That we live in such a manner that we just go, thank you, Jesus. I live the best way I could. And we might mess up or something, but haven't you met some people that the minute they get up, they're already negative? The minute they get up, they're just, they have that cloud over them. I don't know if any of you ever saw the, the Peanuts character, but the Peanut comic strip, there was this one little guy named Pigpen. And every place he went, he had this cloud of dirt following him. He had this cloud over him. And I thought, man, there's a lot of people that live a life with a pig pen. They just have this negative karma over them, this negative, this negative attitude, this negative characteristic of themselves that they're going around just making themselves miserable. And you're like, hey, how you doing? Huh? So good morning. Yeah, what's so good about it? I, I, nothing is ever nice. Nothing's positive. They're just always negative, 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 negative. And so today what I want to talk about is how we can make each day a good day. Even when you have a bad day, it becomes a good day. Because I really believe Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, and that he has a way of turning things around and turning things and shaping them in such a manner that, you know what, it might start off bad, but at the end of the day, man, glory to God, it's an awesome day. You could be a blessing to someone and not a curse. You could speak life into them and not take away life. Because I've talked about vampire Christians. They're those people that come up to you and they don't like to read the word, they don't like to pray, they don't like to study, they don't like to come to church, they don't like anything, but the minute you're around them, they come up to you and hug you and they suck every drop of life out of you. They go, so what's God had to say to you today, Pastor? What's God been doing in your life? And man, you pour out and you pour out and you pour out and they finally leave all happy and you're all there like a prune. 
God wants us to have amazing days. He wants us to have a day with abundance. He wants us to have, even when we're having a bad day, he wants to turn it around into a good one. In the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 11 and 12, it says, never be lazy. Did you hear that? Never be lazy. This isn't anything and everything, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Father, I pray that we could really grab a hold of this and it could grab a hold of us and we could really become those kind of people in Jesus' name, amen. So if we're going to really make every day a good one, the very first thing I want us to really focus on and to do is be productive throughout your day. Be productive. He says, don't be lazy. Step it up and get going. Do something. There's people that walk into work every day like if it's a Monday. It's like you ought to be saying, thank you, Jesus, I have a job. Thank you, Jesus, I have the ability to work. Thank you, Jesus, for providing for us. Thank you, Lord. Look at the things you have blessed me with. But instead they walk around and work. He says, man, don't be lazy. Work hard. Be enthusiastic. Right there, he starts off the very first word right there in in verse 11. He says, never be lazy. Some of you know those people at work that they are just taking up space. That they go to work and the first hour is just setting up their desk or their work area. Adjusting everything. Making sure that they have their monitor perfect. So if the boss comes, they won't see that they're messing around, playing solitaire or something they shouldn't be doing. And then the next hour, they're calling everybody and just all the cheese man. Hi, did you see? Susie went out with Joe? I can't believe they went out. What? They're dating? Oh, my gosh. And guess who went with them on the double date? Oh, my gosh. It was Mark and Sandra. What? Oh, my God. And then by that time, it's break time. So now they take a break. Then they come. You've got the picture. People, we are not supposed to be lazy. We're supposed to work hard. We're supposed to be the example. The Bible says we're supposed to work as unto the Lord, that we're supposed to do things that it brings glory to God, that when we work, they say, man, you've got to be a Christian because only Christians work this hard. I've sent people to work in places before. I have found them jobs, and I said, please don't shut the door for other people to come to work here. Work. Show up. Show up on time. Show up with a good attitude. Work hard. Work hard as unto the Lord. Man, you know when you go to a restaurant and you have a waiter that's serving as unto the Lord? You love those waitresses or waiters. Man, they're taking care of you, and you're like, man... My glass never went dry. They checked up on us constantly. And then there's some that they barely come and take your order, and they kind of look like, are you you ready yet? It's like, well, man, you barely walked up here. What do you mean am I ready yet? And and they just have this attitude, and you want to just slap them, of course, in a Christian kind of way. But but you know what I mean, because they're non-productive. You're wondering why do they even why do they come here? They're not working. 
God wants us to be the example. He wants you. I mean, there's a guy that we helped find a job and now their boss calls and they go, man, do you have another one like this guy? That's awesome testimony. See, that's how you turn things around. That's how you make your day a good day. You show up and you're not slacking. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verse 37, it says, they were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. It's wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who can't speak. Man, is there anything this guy can't do? That they were talking about Jesus and they're seeing his life and they're seeing everything he does. He was transforming lives and communities and he was turning everything around and every place he showed up turned out to be a good day. Even the death on on the cross turned out to be a good day. We call it Good Friday. It might have been good for us. It wasn't good for him. But we have salvation because of his death and resurrection. See, God has a way of showing us through the example of not only Christ, but many others, how you and I are supposed to do it. You know, it's funny. Some people say, God, you're always busy. You're always busy. You're always go, 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 go. Well, I work. I work. I have a job. I work. The problem is that you have a job, but you don't work. You have a job and you you get paid for eight hours and you might work five. See, God is calling us to be that example, to be productive throughout our day. So, man, if we're really going to make a good day out out of every day that we face, man, be productive. Be enthusiastic. Be excited about the opportunity you have. Second thing I want us to do is to be patient throughout your day. Be patient. I had been praying and I had been working on this sermon and, and that verse. I, I'm, I'm working off of the two verses in Romans 12, 11, and 12. And in verse 12, it says, Rejoice in your confident hope and be patient in trouble. And this morning as I'm driving out to Thoreau, I'm, I've got the radio on. And, um, man, now his name slipped me, the guy out of San Diego California, but uh, but whatever his name is, yeah, David Jeremiah, thank you. And he goes, people ask me sometimes to pray for them to have patience. The only way you learn patience is to, is to go through trial. And I went, yep, <laughs> I'm going, that's for sure. And I was thinking of this verse that says, be patient in trouble. Be patient in trouble. I'm telling you, when you're going through a difficult time and things aren't falling in place as quickly as you want them to and things aren't happening as quickly as you want them to and especially if you're one of those type A people like me that you're there, okay, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, step it up. And they're not happening right quite how you want them to. And then things happen. Look, I had to be at the funeral at 1 o'clock. I left here at 11.20. I thought, that's an hour and 40 minutes early. And it's only an hour drive. And I made it one minute before one. Because the traffic was crazy. There was wrecks. There was all kinds of stuff headed west. And I'm there going, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, God, God, God. Calm me down. I'm there. The traffic was crazy. 
I'm just, I just hear, can hear David Jeremiah again. You want patience, huh? <laughs> and, and you're going to preach on being patient throughout the day. Guess what? Be patient in trouble. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get out of character. Don't get into craziness because that's when your day turns disastrous. When you start doing things on your own and it's not happening at your timetable and you start complaining to God and you say, really God, aren't you ever going to come through? Really God, I better just move you out of the way and I better take over and you make a mess, don't you? And it turns out disastrous, and God says, whenever you're ready, step out of the way, and I'll take over. I'll turn everything together for good to those that love the Lord, and are called according to his purpose. See, you can modify things, but we got to stay out of the way. We end up getting in the way so many times because we are not patient. And God is saying, be patient throughout your day, but be patient in trouble Be patient. Don't rush things because I'm telling you, our God is an on-time God. Our God is never early. He's never late. He's right on time, right when you need him. And we've got to understand how to lean on him. We have to understand how to release to him. We have to understand how to say, thank you, Lord, that you're in control. Because you know what, Lord? When I try to be in control, it turns out disastrous. And we've got to understand that. In what a lot of people call the love chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, in verse 4, it says, love is patient. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We're not going to hurry up. Love is patient and kind. Man, have you noticed right after patient, he talks about kindness. Because when we get impatient, we quit being kind. Has that ever happened to you? Hey, Cindy, uh, we we got to be there at 12, babe, okay? Yeah, not, not a problem, okay. Now the time crunch is getting there. Cindy, um, we got to be, really have to be there at 12. Uh, I, I, I'm the pastor, and I, I'm supposed to preach. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be there. Cindy, would you hurry it up? And I said, God, that, that's not a godly attitude. I'm, Lord, forgive me. Cindy, forgive me. So, babe, I love you. That's why you have a car and I have a car. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I used to find myself getting crazy. I used to find myself getting out of godly character. I'm so glad that that has never happened to any of you. But he says right there, love is patient, and then love is kind. See, you treat them good, and it says it's not jealous, it's not boastful, or it's not proud. See, God has a way of showing us his love through others. Because when people are patient with you, what do you usually say? Thank you so much. God, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time out with me. Thank you for sharing with me. Thank you for... See, we need to learn how to be patient. We need to learn how to trust God and be patient throughout the day because I'm telling you, sometime God comes through when you least expect it. That quick, all of a sudden you're there. How did that happen? This is crazy, but thank you, Lord. He's amazing. 
So we have to really be able to say, I want to be productive, I want to be productive, I want to be patient. And the third thing is I want to be positive. Be positive throughout your day. Be positive. Show a goodness about you. Show the promise of hope within you. Show that you have a trust in God and a trust in people. And God has given you his church here at New Beginnings, their congregation, where you can learn and lean into each other and learn from each other and cry with each other and celebrate with each other and just say, man, God is good. God takes care of us. God watches out for us. He's an amazing God. We're back in Romans 12, and look at verse 12. He says, rejoice in our confident hope. Rejoice in our confident hope. He goes, be patient, but I want you to rejoice in your confident hope. You see, the hope that we have is the hope of glory. Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and he gave us hope that no matter how bad things get, God is good. Somebody was talking about us serving a third-day God. On the first day, he was crucified. The second day, there was nothing but silence. There was chaos. There was confusion. There was brokenness. There was emptiness. People were going around saying, I don't know how I can do this. I don't know how I can find my way through. I don't know what I'm going to do. Man, you and I seem to be a second-day people. That Saturday when the Lord's in the tomb and people are going around hopeless and they're going around broken and they're going around saying, forget it, God got defeated, the plan fell apart, nothing is happening, and you know what? Nothing, just forget it, phooey, I'm out of here, I'm walking away, and many did, and all of a sudden on the third day, God rose from the dead and he raised up Jesus Christ, he rolled away the stone, and you and I have life because of that. So we're a second-day people serving a third-day God. And we need to start getting into the third day. We need to hurry up and get over there. Man, we don't know how to be positive. And there's some people that are negative about everything. I, I was driving down the road just a few seconds ago or a few minutes ago, and I saw that at the corner of Montgomery and Eubank at a Murphy's now, I'm going to say a really weird statement, but the gas is only $3.84. And I say only, that's a lot of money. But I didn't know that it was three eighty-four over there because I would have gone over there because I just gassed up $96 for $4 and what, 16 cents a gallon. And I said, man. And the guy next to me as I was gassing up, it's going, I'm like, wow, it's 90, over 90 bucks. And I was, I was bone dry, man. And, I'm, and the guy goes, isn't this ridiculous? I go, you know what? I just praise God because we got a three-cent discount. <laughs> now hear me, there's always something positive you can see in the midst of brokenness and negative. He said, the disciples, you remember, they were tired? And they go, you know, Lord, all these people, they keep following us. And Jesus probably is going, ay, mijitos, they're following me. <laughs> but they're tired, and they go, Lord, we're tired, we're hungry. Send them home. 
Send them home. In other words, they're bothering us now. See, this isn't fun anymore. So the negativity is coming across. They're not having a good day. They're not making something good out of every day. And they're looking out and going, golly, these people, and they're hungry, we're hungry, everyone's hungry. Send them home already. And Jesus looks out and sees them with compassion. He sees these people with great love. He doesn't see them as freeloaders. He, he sees them as sheep without a shepherd. He sees their brokenness. He sees their emptiness. And he says, guys, well, feed them. And they're like, feed them? Yeah, feed them. So one of them takes off looking for food. The other ones are saying, Lord, nine months salary wouldn't feed all these people. And maybe. And what grocery store can you feed over 5,000 people? That was 5,000 men. So scholars believe it could have been as many as 25,000. But let's even just stop at 5,000. Can you imagine if I told you right now, not giving you a month's in advance notice, hey, guys, there's 5,000 people here at the stadium. Yeah, hey, uh, go get some food. Where are you going to go get that much food right away? Smith's doesn't have enough food for 5,000 people all at once. A lot of burger can't take care of it. Am I communicating? See, they don't even know where to begin to look. And finally, one of them showed up. He goes, Lord, I found this sack lunch. This little boy has a sack lunch. He's got some fish and bread in here. And it's just enough for the little boy. But he says, I found something. And the others are going like, Lord, he's on his own. We're not that dumb. And Jesus is all stoked and he's all pumped up because he saw something positive. He saw something that could be done. He brought, us, he brought whatever he could find. Some of us are ashamed to bring whatever we could find. See, some of us have something that we have to offer, but when we finally bring it to the Lord, we compare it with other people and we go, man, I'm not as good as them. That doesn't look as good as theirs. And we compare, and before you know it, you don't offer what you have because it doesn't measure up to what they have. And God isn't saying to bring what measures up to them. He's saying to bring what you have. You need to start pouring yourself out and bringing what you have and be positive about it. You remember Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10? He says, God says, you are my masterpiece. He's made you anew so that you might carry out the good deeds he planned for you long ago. See, God has a way of putting things together and he has it all together and he's got it set together and he wants you to be able to see it and he wants you to experience it and he wants you to rejoice and he wants you to rejoice in the confident hope that we have in the Lord and he wants you to be positive to say, I know that my God will see me through because you know what? Nothing's impossible for my God. Nothing. What's impossible for man is possible for my God. And that's who I put my hope in. That's why I could say what it says in Psalm 118, verse 24. Rejoice in the Lord always. Man, this is the day that the Lord has made. He said, I will rejoice and be glad in it. 
See, God gave us this day. You might have had some different plans and you got up and you go, ooh, get I snowed. Ooh, it's going to change all our plans. That's okay. In a few hours, it was all gone. That's why Michael was making fun of the day. He said, you better take raincoat, better take shorts, better take winter coats, better take skis, better take... Because we live in New Mexico. It changes in an hour. But some of us take forever to change. We walk around with an attitude that is just disgusting. It looks like you've been sucking on lemons all day. And what do they say? When life hands you lemon, make lemonade. Some of you don't even know how to make lemonade. It's lemon, sugar, and water. The sugar is that sweet, just aroma, that's that savor of God in you that you pour out your love and then you just put in water. God, Jesus Christ, is the living water and you take your sour life and he makes it sweet. And you go, man, I got good lemonade. And then you become a glass of fresh lemonade for people to drink on. And they go, man, I love hanging out with that dude. Every time I'm around that lady, oh my gosh, I just leave there because my thirst has been quenched. Because they seem to give me something that, that satisfies my soul. Man, that's what we need. And I pray me the next thing we need to do. If we're really going to be a people that make every day a good one, and we're going to be productive and we're really going to, to start putting things right where God wants them. And we're going to be patient and positive. And we're going to be doing the things the way God wants us to. And we're going to make every day a good one. The next thing we need, we need to be a prayerful people. We need to be prayerful throughout the day. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Pray. And there's a lot of different ways to pray. There's closet prayer. That's where you lock yourself up and you don't come out and you just say, God, I need time with you alone. I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want the radio on. I don't want nothing on. I just want you and me, God, and we're going to talk. And I'm going to pour my heart out. I'm going to let you know how much I love you and worship you. I'm going to let you know I'm here to listen. I'm here to take my marching orders. God, here I am. And then there's praise prayer, where you do have that music. And, man, you just start praising. You just start celebrating. I've shared the story before, but, man, I used to travel all over the country representing Mid-America Christian University. And, I mean, I, I, I put in one year, one time I put in 32,000 miles in one year. That was crazy. I went literally coast to coast and border to border, from Canada to Mexico, and I went from the East Coast to the West Coast. I drove all over the place. And man, I, I, and this was CDs days. They didn't have no MP3 and MP4s and all these. Things. And I had a whole bunch of CDs. And man, I would pop in worship CDs and I'd be jamming and just driving. And one time, I just couldn't take it anymore. Man, the presence of God was so real. And I was just praising and praying and praying and praising. And I look up and the sun was setting. And I said, God, you are good. Look at the beautiful backdrop you gave me. So I pulled over on the side of the road and I sat on the trunk of the car and I laid back and I cranked the music real loud. And I was just praising Jesus. 
And I said, man, people must have been going by. That dude's high or something. And I was higher than a kite on the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his name. Have you ever gotten into that kind of praise? Where you're just like, man. And I know I say it a lot, but I mean it. I really do. I sing that verse all the time. Look what the Lord has done. Because he's been good to me. And if he hasn't been good to me, he's been good to everyone else. Man, I'll tell you what, it started with me. He's been good. Even when things are going bad, he's good. When things are trying, I'm trying desperately to turn around, he says, look, just let me have it. I'll take it over. He has a way of doing things that you and I can. He's just good. We need to learn how to pray all the time. Right there in Romans 12, 12, we we read it, but he said, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Pray, 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 pray. You're patient? Pray, 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 pray. What do I need to do? Pray, 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 pray. You see in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray, 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 pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's, what he's done. Because see, he's done so many things and sometimes we forget what he's done so we don't know if he could do it again. And when you start praising God and you start telling him, God, this is what I need and I know you did it before, I know you're going to do it again. Because my God is faithful, Amen. My God is unchanging, unmoving. My God doesn't go, oop, I'm good today. I'm not going to be good to you today. That's not our God. Our God is good. And he takes care of us. And we need to hold on to him. And we need to glean from that and believe that and see it come to be. So we need to pray. Pray, 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 pray. And then the fifth thing we really need to do is be pleasing. Throughout the day, be pleasing, be happy, thank God, be pleasing. The funeral I did, the parents of the girl, of the wife, and she's a friend of mine, and her parents said, thank you so much, thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all you've poured out. Thank you. They were, they were grateful because they saw that I've been trying to be pleasing to their, their daughter and her family. You know how it is when someone treats your kid good? Man, you love them. I don't even know these people, but man, they've been good to my kid. That's what God goes. He goes, I look at my people. <laughs> They're so good to each other. And then when we backbite, I look at my children. I love them so much. <laughs> God has a way of straightening us out. And, and, and we're, we, we're all going around, whoa. <laughs> and you're, you're still all happy. See, he has a way of blessing you. He says right there in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, we read it. He said, never be lazy, but work hard. And serve the Lord enthusiastically. Don't you know those people? I, I, I always think of the, the cartoon or the movies or which book, whatever you've done, Winnie the Pooh and 
and you have all the different characters. You have Eeyore, the donkey. You have those people that walk around. And you have Winnie the Pooh just trying to be the peacemaker and trying to make everyone happy. And then you have Tigger. Man, he's that enthusiastic. The wonderful thing about Tigger is Tigger's a wonderful thing. He's bouncy, trouncy, 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 da, 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 da. <laughs> How many of us know a Tigger in our life? Exactly. And sometimes you love them and sometimes they drive you crazy. Because they don't even let you have, they're having a bummer day and they're like, that's okay. God's going to see us through. He's going to see us through. You're like, oh, shut up. But see, they know what they know and you need to know what they know because they know what they know. And that doesn't mean you have to be all exaggerated and all animated like them. I'm an animated person. I'm a loud person. Not everyone's like that. I'm sorry for you. No, no, no. No, but all kidding aside, look, can you imagine if everyone was like that? We'd be crazy. I thank God that we have people that are chill. Because I'm always all, sometimes people think I'm mad. Sometimes they think I'm glad. They don't. They go, man, this guy's just loud, and what's going on? I'm just excited about Jesus. He is good, amen? So we need to trust him. Look what he says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, every time you start a sentence and you read it in the Bible when it says, and so... He's coming to a conclusion, and he's saying, let me tell you something. I just told you all these things, so, so because of that, so listen up. And so this is what I want you to do. This is what God really is trying to get into our thick head. He's trying to communicate to us. He's saying, so dear brothers and sisters, now he, he's, he's almost begging. He's, he's, I plead with you. He's saying, please listen. Please, please listen to what I'm saying. Give your bodies to God. Give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Now he's saying give your bodies to God. He's saying not give your heart to Jesus. Give your mind to Jesus. He said give the whole thing. You know why? Because this flesh of ours gets us in all kinds of troubles. This flesh... Man, we came into church, we worship, we have a good time. You're hearing a word and you're going, man, God's ministering to me. And you feel all excited and you go, what am I going to do after work? Hey, did you see her? I wonder if I can get her number. Did you see that guy? I think he's even looking at me. Wow. Look, get your mind back in the presence of God. Our bodies take us places we have no business going. I've joked around, but it's so true. Men, and it happens to women too. Women get flirted on, men get flirted on. But us men, we're so dumb, we think everyone's flirting on us. <laughs> we're standing in line at the bank, and they go, next? You just hand them a check, it has your name on it, it has your deposit slip, and they go, how are you, Richard? I'm Alice, you know my name. <laughs> She's smiling at me, oh my gosh. She wants to see my ID. Maybe she wants to get my phone number and my address. 
She wants a deposit. May help you with your deposit, tonto. Our body can take us places we have no business going. Come on, we're celebrating. Let's just have a beer with us. Come on, you know I don't drink it. Have a beer. You know I don't drink. Come on, my gosh, a beer. You know a beer does taste good. Our bodies do some dumb things. So he goes, present, give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Then he says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will that God will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So he's saying, by giving your everything to God, that's a way to worship him. Give your entire body. What comes with your body? Your mind and your soul. <laughs> everything. So give everything over to him. Don't hold anything back. Give everything over to the Lord. Give everything you possibly can because God wants you. He wants you to worship him with your life. When people look at your life, and especially those that knew you before, and they're seeing you do the things you do today with your body, mind, and soul, they go, wow, you've changed. The old person I knew doesn't seem to live here anymore. You're a different woman. You're a different man. God has transformed you. Matter of fact, he says, verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. He's not saying don't copy people. He's saying don't copy people that live in the world that are doing worldly things. He's saying this world has a way of doing things different. This world has a way of showing a different kind of love, a different kind of peace, a different kind of joy. This world has a whole different system of doing things, so I don't want you to get into this groove. I want you to be pleasing unto God, God's way and not yours. He goes, I want you to really get there. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So it starts in the thinking, because we have stinking thinking. I've said it a hundred times. Let him change the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will. Because when you change the way you think, you're going to get to know God and you're going to get to know his will and you're going to get to know his will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So God, help me. Help me to be productive. Help me, Father God. I want to be pleasing. I want to be prayerful. I want to be positive. Father God, I want to be transforming that my life has been transformed and the people I touch will be transformed God that's what I'm seeking and I've tried it before and I keep messing up and God I get up and I do it again so today instead of trying to do it on your own would you totally surrender it over to the Lord surrender it to him 
give it to him and say, you know what, Lord? This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to give it to you. I want to surrender it to you. I want to release it to you. I don't want to carry it on my own because, Lord, you are an amazing God and you do things supernaturally. And God, I want to do it your way. So, Father God, please help me. Help me because, God, I'm in a spirit of prayer. I want to be pleasing unto you. God, I want to do whatever I possibly can to make sure that, God, I'm patient, that I don't get ahead of you and I don't lag behind, that, God, I look at things in such a positive manner because I know that my God will see me through. And some of you haven't got there in your life. You haven't even made that initial surrender. You haven't asked Jesus Christ to become your Savior and your Lord. Let me explain that. Savior means he saves you from sin. He saves you from going to hell. He saves you from the wickedness and destructive life that you were living and leading. But now he wants to be your Lord, meaning he guides you, he directs you, he speaks over you. He is now guiding your life. He the one he sits in the throne of your heart. Because right now, if you haven't surrendered to Christ, you're still there. You're calling the shots. Would you allow him to be that shot caller? The one that's going to guide you and help you? So if you've never made that decision and you want to make that decision today, raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I've never done that. Anyone here today? Just raise your hand. Anyone? just want to make sure everyone has that opportunity. Well, then what I want to do is just give you an opportunity just to pray. To say, God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're doing that. God, I pray that I truly can come to you and release all of my pain, all of my suffering, all of my confusion, all of my disobedience, and even my obedience. And say, God, from here on out, I want to do it your way. I don't know what you might be going through, but if you want prayer, we'll have a few minutes to do that. So would you stand with us and pray? One of the songs that we sang earlier tonight says, I choose. My choice. I choose to praise. I I worship him. Would you sing this song now? Our Father, our Creator. Oh, Lord, you hold everything your heart, in your hand. Would you come up? Our Father, Creator, you hold our hearts together. There's no one higher than you. Redeemer, Defender, our great and mighty Savior. There's no one higher than You're always with us Gracious to forgive us By power we've been set free And always stand amazing in your presence Astounded by your mercy 
Let that truly be a prayer. Our prayer. That our life will truly exemplify that. Father God, you know what we've gone through in life. You know the hardships, you know the burdens, but you also know the celebration. Father God, we so want to be productive. We want to be a people of purpose, a people of direction. Father God, we want to be a people that is patient, trusting and waiting on you. Father God, a person, a people that, Lord, is positive, believing that our God can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that Christ Jesus will strengthen us. Father God, we are a prayerful people, and we commit to pray, 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 and to see the glory of God. So, Father God, we want to be pleasing. And the things that we do, that our life would be pleasing unto you. Oh, Lord, tonight, for those that are here, those that are online, I pray peace, love, and grace over them. Father, I pray that, Lord, we leave here so encouraged with your word. Not amped up with hype, but, Lord, lifted up with your spirit. God, we love you. And we pray in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you, church. We love you. I pray that you go and change Albuquerque. Let it start with you. You're dismissed. Bless you. Don't forget this Sunday's Baptism Sunday. Don't forget that, church.